welcome to Talk Direction, your weekly One Direction podcast, where we talk about everything One Direction, from news to album updates to the weird thing Harry did on stage the other night. Talk Direction, by the fans, for the fans. Welcome to episode 43 of Talk Direction, your weekly One Direction podcast. I'm Caitlin. And I'm Kara. And this is our 43rd episode of Talk Direction. So now you might be able to hear it by my voice, but now I am sick. Kara was sick last time we recorded, and now I'm sick. I'm getting better, but, you know, I still sound, like, uh, all nasally. And I don't have that, like, nice, lost your voice, like, deep, like, sexy kind of sound. Mine's just, like, <laughs> like, super nasally. But, and I already feel like I sound a bit nasally. I feel like my voice is, like, just, like, that type of pitch in general so now it's just like worse so i don't get that at all but that's okay okay cool (coughs) oh and there i'm coughing too um but anyway we wanted to start out the show by giving a birthday shout out to one of our amazing listeners who is danielle or at mrs durbin on twitter and she is 25 and I just love her, and she has a really cute baby, and she's been a listener for a really long time, and she's just so sweet, and she always is, like, writing to us. And, I know. Um, yeah, so happy birthday. Happy birthday. Hope it was great. Yeah. And also, I wanted to say, like, if we don't give you a birthday shout-out, it's probably because we didn't know it was your birthday or we missed it somehow. Yeah. Um, but, like, feel free to, like, tell us it's your birthday, because I know that it's fun to get a shout-out on your birthday. Um, feel free to write us in or something. It's like, don't stick to those standards where, like, you don't tell anyone it's your birthday and then, like, no one wishes you a happy birthday. Just tell us and it'll be fine. Mm -hmm. Um, and then also this past week, Kara has done some more traveling, this time in Ireland. So how was that, Kara? Oh, man, Ireland's so beautiful. Um, we stayed in Dublin, which I feel like, I don't know, it wasn't my favorite part, but then we went to the countryside and we, like, hiked and, like, I met my friend's family, um, who she's never met before in Ireland. Um, she has a bunch, like, 40 or something cousins in Ireland that she's never met, and so we met a few of those, um, people, and, oh, the countryside is so beautiful, like, it was, like, raining, it was, like, pouring rain, it was kind of cold, but we, like, went on this, like, nature hike, and it was still so beautiful, and I feel like it just, like, it just, like, takes a really beautiful place to be still, like, beautiful and awe-inspiring when it's, like, disgusting and raining outside. So, mm-hmm. man, um, yeah, I, I want to spend, like, more time in the countryside in Ireland because I think that's just, like, it made me so happy and I was just, like, smiling the entire time and it just, oh, man, it was so beautiful and green and just, yeah, I definitely, definitely recommend Ireland. I always picture, that's what I picture when I picture Ireland, like, beautiful green, like, hills and, like, rolling landscapes and that type of thing. Yeah, there's a lot of that in um, England, too, which I was, like, I don't know why I didn't picture that, but yeah. Um, mm-hmm. I just remember yeah. all the sheep when I was in England, like, this summer. Oh, yeah, so love the sheep. Literally so many. I don't understand yeah. how many people, I mean, what how many people there are. I think that I once heard that there was more sheep than people in England, but, like, I think that might be a lie but also I don't know it kind of sounds like it makes sense but yeah yeah well that's really cool and we can all continue to be jealous of your traveling (laughs) um but I'm really excited about this episode that we're gonna do we felt like we had done a lot of mind of mind stuff lately so we're like okay we want to go like full throttle 1d again um and we're just I don't know I think it's gonna be a good show I've been listening to One Direction music all week and like getting into the spirit and I've been sick and I'm like ready to just like have a really good episode 
Um, and I've sort of been like teasing what we're doing on this show because it's fun to, um, but we're doing a song analysis of If I Could Fly, um, and I think a lot of people really love this song, so I am excited to analyze it. Um, but we do have some news, and I think we're going to play some games later as well, so make sure you stick around for that. But let's start with some of the news we have. Um, again, not a ton is going on because we're in the hiatus, um, but there's definitely some stuff to talk about. Uh, firstly, we have Louie, who's going to be a part of this year's Soccer Aid charity football match, uh, taking place on June 5th at United's Grounds Old Trafford. And the money of this match is going to be raised for an organization called UNICEF. And I think a lot of people will remember collecting um, UNICEF money when they go trick-or-treating at oh, Halloween. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you got those, like, little orange boxes mm-hmm. and, like, trick-or-treated for money. Um, so that's what that's for. And when asked about it, Louis said... I'm really excited to play in this year's Soccer Aid event. UNICEF as a charity and its workers continue to amaze me and helping even in in this small way is a privilege. Um, So Louis's done a couple of these sort of charity soccer matches in the past, whether he put them together or they're sort of part of a larger charity. Um, And we've gotten pictures from them and I think you can go to the match and sometimes there's video up online about like fans that were there taking them. Um... So I think it's going to be really cool. And there's a number of other uh, famous people who are involved. A couple include Ollie Murs, Marvin Humes, and Jack Whitehall, um, plus a whole bunch of other people. Um, but I think I think that'll be cool. And I always like, I know Louie really loves um, football or soccer. Um, so it's good to get involved with stuff you like like that. Um, and then... I was going to say, Kara, that it's too bad that you're going to be in England when... This ha- I mean, you're not going to be in England when this happens. <laughs> I know. I literally, oh God, it's like less than a month after I leave. It's just a couple weeks after I leave. Oh, Louie, why'd you do this to me? Um, you could have gone. I know. That would have been honestly truly amazing. But alas, it's not on the cards for me this time, but maybe in another life. <laughs> maybe in another life. Yeah. I wish all the boys would go and play. Like, I know there's been a couple where I think Harry and Niall... Maybe Liam played, um, but I, I want to see them all play and go. Also, just to, like, shove them all in, like, one field and be, like, interact with each other. <laughs> yes. <laughs> um, Always good. Yeah, that's one of the joys of that One Direction. Who doesn't want a bit of Nary? Am I right? Like, so I remember true. one time, like, Harry scored a goal and was like, I did that for you, Niall. Yes. And then they hugged, and it was beautiful, so. And also how, like, Harry is just not, like, very football um oriented i just remember like when all the boys played once and there was like i I forget what they were doing this promotion for but they were all playing football and like the guy who was like training them they were like um what what did he say it's like harry in particular is not very good or something like (laughs) and he like there's there's video clips of him like doing twirls on the oh yeah whatever just it's beautiful Yes. Um, but I, I'm excited to see clips of this game and to get, That's like, true. some more video content, which we I feel like we haven't gotten in forever. So that'll be good. Very true. Our next story is about just sort of an update on Niall on Snapchat, which has been, you know, he's graced us with some really nice snaps using different filters. I know he used, like, the rave filter the other night and was, like, dancing along to it, and he used one of the bug-eyed ones. That was the Um, greatest one. I have that (laughs) screenshot on my phone because it's it's incredible. 
<laughs> it really is. And I just, I want to tell him to keep using them. Um, and it just, again, like, I feel like we've been saying this so much with the hiatus is that, like, Niall seems so normal. And, like, he's just like the rest of us. Like, stars also enjoy Snapchat filters. I don't know. <laughs> it's like, just seems so normal. Um, and Niall, if you're listening, we appreciate you. And this is exactly what we need during the hiatus. So thank you so for true. those. Okay, can I just say that, like, um, I don't know if I was on the, I don't know if this is the episode that, like, Jesse took over for the news, um, but, like, you know how, like, we were really excited that he, like, chose the, like, baby, um, the baby emoji to be, like, his emoji, because, like, celebrities get to choose their emoji? Okay, I just found out that the baby emoji is just, like, what is, what shows up when you first add someone, so he didn't choose the baby emoji just because we, like, just added him. Isn't that disappointing? That is disappointing. I wanted him to be the baby emoji. Like, I want him to, like, choose that emoji to, like, represent his soul. <laughs> Darn. Okay. I know, because then I saw the N. Like, an N later on. I don't oh, know what that Oh, that's means. what he probably chose. Niall, that's yeah. not even that creative. Like, please, at least choose, like, the beer emoji or something. Or, like, the oh, Irish That would have been cool. Yeah. Yeah, that was on the episode that Jesse took over the news. Mm-hmm. Um, and I said, oh, we'll ask Kara about it one of these days. And then we never did. And then Kara just butt in with her opinion, so. <laughs> hey, it fits in, so it's all good. <laughs> okay, so our next story is a tweet from Harry, which was simply the word six. And I know when I saw this, I was like, what are you talking about? Like, what is this I know, mean? I sent it to you, and I was just like, question mark, like, what does he mean? Like, truly, what does he mean? And, like, it doesn't, it doesn't surprise me that he, like, tweets this because he tries yeah. to be, like, super, like, s- not sneaky. What's the word? Like. Dramatic. Uh, yeah. A little, a little bit dramatic. <laughs> Minimalistic. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And, like, um, eventually, I mean, I saw pretty much very soon after because I was like, okay, what does this mean? I'm sure everyone else knows what it means. And I saw, like, one of the <laughs> accounts I follow was saying it's been six years since his audition. Um, which just seems like such Wait, a long time. Wait, that's a time. crazy amount of time. That just hit me because I was too busy making fun of him for like just setting six, but that just hit me. Six years. Oh I my know. God. It's oh crazy. my God. And oh. I was even. Oh, no, you go. <laughs> I was even looking at like what he tweeted each year since his audition and he's done it like I think for four, five, six, like every year and he yeah. pretty much tweets like the number. But last year he tweeted like, it's been five years or something, isn't it lovely? And that was Aww. sort of, um, like, going based on the song he auditioned with, which is Isn't She Lovely? Um, and that, oh, seeing oh. that tweet, I feel like I saw that tweet, like, just yesterday. So I don't know how a year's gone by since that, God. but I was like, wait, like, this literally feels like I just read this. Unless he tweeted another thing more recently with the same sort of wordplay on isn't it lovely? Which I don't think he did. Um, it's just so surprising that a year a year has gone by from that one. But I mean, six years is crazy. That's truly insane. Oh my god. And, and it makes me always like think about like when these things happen. Like, what was I doing six years ago? Like, what was Harry doing six years ago? Like, six years ago, we were in what like tenth grade, I think. Like, um, uh, is yeah, because it? it was two thousand ten. Yeah, so 10th grade, like, that doesn't seem too long ago, and I know what my life was, like, living then, and, like, I know for Harry, he was just, like, in school, like, the rest of us, you know? Yeah. It just, it's hard to wrap your head around the fact that, like, 
six years ago, he was at the same place as we were, sort of, like, in our lives, and then, like, obviously now he's, like, in a completely different place. He's not, he's not living, like, the typical life, um, but just, it's always weird, and then I also like to think about, like, my sister now, my, one of my younger sisters is in 10th grade, um, and it's, like, this is the moment where, I mean, I guess he was one year older, she's 15 right now, he was 16, but, um, like, this is the moment when her life would change if she was, like, in Harry's shoes type of thing. Um, 16 is truly so young. Like, I think it really I, had, is. I, had tr- I still had braces. I wore boot-cut jeans, and they were <laughs> in style, probably. Like, uh, oh, God, I'm just, like, I'm having an existential crisis. I feel like I've done that so many times, like, on their behalf. Like, man, <laughs> this is insane. Also, I was realizing um, that my, I think, four-year anniversary of liking One Direction happened on April 7th. Um, and I'll have to find the, the text that I sent my friend when I f- was first getting into them because I think she saved it some for some reason because she thought it was funny or whatever. Um, mm-hmm. And I remember it was, like, uh, April 7th, like, 2012, like, when I first sent that text. So Wow. Um, four years later, here we are. Wow, <laughs> that's, that's crazy. Wait, that's a really long time. Like, that's... It is. Oh, my God, four years. Ah, time, man. I know. Oh, it's so weird. It's so weird. And then I was reading people's response to, um, like, this six-year tweet, and one of our listeners, Sarah, um, was saying, like, uh, like, she didn't know what it was, and she's like, uh, but, but, like, he's tweeting my favorite number, so, like, that's a good thing, or whatever. (laughs) Um, and then I was like, well, I hope he tweets, like, uh, 18, because 18's my favorite number. And it just, like, got me thinking that there will be a year 18 at some point, like, 18 years Uh since his audition. And that, like, just really freaked me out. And, like, it was like, will he be tweeting still? Will, like, 18 years since his audition, will he still be, like, who we know him to be? Or, like, will he still be, like, out there? Or will he have disappeared into the abyss? And... Oh my god. Like, I don't know. Will he be on Twitter? Will Twitter be the main social media, like... A thing that we have? I don't know. 18 years is a long time. I guess, well, like, it's actually 12 years from now. But still, like, it just gets me all weird. I don't, I don't like time. It's too weird. That's so weird. I mean, I think it's kind of cool, though. But, like, also, it's really scary. Because, like, while he's aging, I'm also aging. So, like, and we're the same age. And it just, like, it feels weird. Because, like, sometimes, like, I forget that, like, I don't know. Because, like, sometimes, like, I feel like I judge my life by look I mean I feel like that's like how everyone is like you only kind of realize that you're aging because of other people around you're aging mm-hmm. like when you see like a kid like who you saw and they were like a baby and then they were like six years old and you're like wow like six years has passed or yeah. you know Harry Styles <laughs> six years um <laughs> after being on X Factor like I feel like people it's interesting how we like divide our lives into like mm-hmm. judging it by other people's like how their lives are going yeah and just the other day I had this sort of realization that 10 years from now, I'm going to be 31, which, like, (gasps) I, whenever I was, like, 10 years from now, I was still always in my 20s, and, like, I mean, I guess when I was 20, 10 years from now was 30, but, like, I'm going to be older than 31, and, like, 10 years ago, I think I was in sixth grade, um, so that just also really threw me off, because I was, like, I know what it was like to be in sixth grade, and that's 10 years, so, like, that type of time span is the same until I'm 31 and 31 seems like such a different age and such a different place in my life than 21 and I just I know I'm gonna be so 
Like, I feel like while, while I think you can feel like you're going to be you, I know that things are going to change for me. And like, I don't know who I'm going to be as 31 because I'm not the same person I was when I was in sixth grade or even like five years ago. I feel like I've grown so much. So yeah, yeah. there's just, this has gotten like rambling. I know we're literally having like an existential like crisis on this (laughs) podcast about One Direction right now. So we are, Uh, (laughs) I think it's relatable though. Yeah, yeah, I think it is pretty relatable, and I think it's a d- that time of the year where everyone just kind of having, like, just their mind is being sucked into a vortex because of, like, diff- like all the different papers and work and just, I don't mm-hmm. know. I don't know why it's a time of year again, but it truly is, at least it for really me. Is. Yeah, no, for me too, definitely. Yeah. Uh, and then I also wanted to add what Harry's cousin, Maddie Selly, tweeted uh, in response to this tweet from Harry. He said, is that how many tweets you've done this year? Oh my god. <laughs> Which I thought was pretty great, because obviously Harry, like, barely ever tweets, and this was his cousin sort of making fun of him for it, plus making fun of the fact that Harry is, like, uh, I really feel like there's a word that I'm not getting. Like, dramatic works, but there's some other word that's on the tip of my tongue. Hmm. I don't know what it is, though. I keep wanting to say inconspicuous, which is not the word, so... Like, ambiguous? Maybe. Yeah, I don't know. I, maybe. Who knows? Ugh, you okay. know when you have a word, but then I know, like, you I try that. out words and it doesn't really feel right, but yeah. maybe that was the word you were trying to yeah. think of? Uh, we're just being so a... hashtag relatable, like, We right are. <laughs> and you know what? Last week, we, one of our listeners said they really liked us having these, like, chatty conversations. So, you know what? This is for you, Fishy. We're just gonna <laughs> keep all this, like, chattiness in. Um, all right, next news story. Uh, is the updated news on Harry acting in the movie Dunkirk, which we discussed a couple of episodes back. Um, It's a World War II movie, and what the director has decided to do, according to sources, um, is that he's going to have all the cast go on a Navy ship and sort of, like, recreate what it would be like to be in the Army in World War II. So there's not going to be running water or electricity, Um, And he's going to try to make it as realistic as possible. So apparently food will be sparse and they're going to be living off rations. There's not going to be Wi-Fi or phone signal. Um, So they're really going to have to rough it, which is pretty scary. Like, I feel like maybe 20 years ago or 30 years ago, that wouldn't be as big of a deal. Um, But like now technology is so ingrained into us. And I don't know. I think it would be how, how do you think Harry will fare, first of all, in this situation? I feel like going into it, he's going to be like, yes, it's going to be like a very spiritually cleansing experience. And like, he's going to do like yoga out on the deck, like every morning <laughs> or something. But then like the director, like won't let him do it. And like, he's going to be living off like crackers every three days. And like, it just, it's probably going to like, I don't know, like wear and tear on you. I, I don't know how it wouldn't like, t- like tear mm-hmm. on your mind. Cause it's like, it's like a cruise except like a cruise from hell. Like, it, it, like, you know what I mean? Like, I feel like the point of a cruise is sort of like to get away from technology and stuff, but like, mm-hmm. this is like doing it, but like also kind of being in like terrible conditions. But I feel like, um, doing this to get ready for a role in a movie would be like, I think super beneficial. Like I could see mm-hmm. it being like super helpful. I know like a lot of people, I know like <laughs> Leonardo DiCaprio for his like movie, The Revenant, um, he like lived out in the woods and like ate like raw meat or like something. Ew, that like, yeah. is too much. <laughs> it was a little too much, but like, he won the Oscar for it. So I mean, clearly yeah. it, it worked, I guess. Um, <laughs> but I don't think Harry's going to be eating like raw meat. Um, just like one of those like old, like, you know, those hard crackers that you always see mm-hmm. like people eating on ships. Um, yeah. 
I don't know what that's called, but you know what I mean. <laughs> yeah. I Can we ask Christopher Nolan, the director, to allow Harry to, like, vlog his time? Oh, and my it'll be God. like, day three here, guys. Like, <laughs> <laughs> I've run out of crackers. I don't know what I'm going to do. <laughs> you sound like a peasant from, like, the 1600s. Yeah, it didn't go quite as well as I hoped it would, but you know, you just have to go for these type of things. But I feel like he would. I feel like he would go into it with a positive mindset because obviously he wants to to be doing this. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, I, I think he. I think he can do it. I think yeah. he can. Do you yeah. think you'd be able to do it, Kara? Um. So the boat I stayed on or stayed in on Amsterdam didn't have Wi-Fi, so basically I was really roughing it. No, I'm kidding. Absolutely not. Um. <laughs> But it, it was it was pretty hard, even though it was, like, three days. But not really, because we didn't spend that much time on a ship. And it was, like, a nice ship. Um, mm-hmm. I mean, as nice as, like, my student budget could afford. Like, it was basically right. a hostel on a ship. But um, I don't know. Like, I feel like if I didn't have... I don't know. If it was, like... Being on a ship is kind of, like, hard. Like, it kind of um, makes you sick. Even if, like, you don't think you're going to get seasick, it's still pretty weird to, like, feel it. Like, still, mm-hmm. like, feel that you're on a ship. Um, mm-hmm. I don't know if I could do it without, like the proper, like, I don't know, without, like, actually having food. Like, being, being like, on rations, like, that sounds terrible. And, like, yeah. I don't know. I could live without Wi-Fi and stuff, but. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I, like, the thing I would want is a toilet. Like, I don't think yeah, I could, true. like, I don't know if or I'm shower. Sure have a toilet. Yeah, a toilet or shower. Like, I don't want a bucket. Or That's not just, how I want to do one of the others. Yeah. <laughs> um, but oh, it, I also heard someone say that, like, you can't know what you're capable of. You can't, like, picture what what you would be like in a situation until it actually happens That's to you. That's so true. Because, like, maybe you hear all these stories. While, while roughing it on a ship without Wi-Fi is not something that's a big deal. Yeah. Um, but, like, if you're in a situation where you're actually, like somewhere where you have to ration food or whatever like you as an outsider can't be like oh I wouldn't be able to do that because yeah. you don't know what you'd be like if you were actually dealing with the situation yeah that's um, very true yeah so you know I don't know it would be interesting I don't think I'll ever want to do that though <laughs> <laughs> um and then our last news story is that there have now been rumors that Liam will be a judge on X Factor possibly X Factor Australia what that's um, so random I know and and we talked how Louis is no longer going to be a judge. Um, so now we have Liam as a possibility. How do you feel about this? Um, I don't know. Cause I feel like Liam, I can't see him giving like really not like harsh critiques, but like, I can't, I don't know. I feel like he'd be that judge. who's like just kind of nice to everyone. Just kind of says the same thing, but in different words. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, which I feel like I, kind of would be like I, I would not be able to give people harsh criticism on like the one thing they love to do like that would be uh-huh. terrible um but I feel like if Liam wants to do that then more power to him because like I feel like um I don't know I I never even envisioned him being an x-factor judge but I don't know what do you think yeah I feel like he would I don't know what his commentary would be like to yeah. different people um but I also think like he, I don't know what he has lined up to do. I feel yeah. like we've heard a lot about, like, Louie and uh, Harry and Niall, but, like, Liam seems more of a free agent, so yeah. I think that would be really cool, and I would, I think I would watch it just to, like, you know, see what it would be like, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, I don't know if this is actually going to happen. It might be, but we could be let down again, as we have in the past. <laughs> um, God! 
So we'll just have to keep an eye on everything. But, you know, I could see people wanting Liam because he's going to definitely draw in uh, a new group of watchers, I guess. Also, I think he loves Australia, so that'd be cool. Yeah, because then he'd be living down there for a bit. Mm-hmm. Very cool. All right, so let's move into our main discussion for this episode, which is If I Could Fly. Um, I'm really happy to do another Made in the AM discussion, plus this is song. This song is so beautiful, so I think it's going to be a good one. Um, if I Could Fly is the sixth song on Made in the AM, and it comes just after End of the Day and before Long Way Down. Um, and it was written by Johan Carlson, who is the pianist in Carolina Liar, and he's also a renowned producer. Ross Goland, or Gollin, and then Harry Styles as well. Um, and this is one of the favorites on the album, I think, from fans. Uh, pretty much like every other song Harry wrote, to be honest. Um, but cool. we have some fan feedback that, again, this was taken, like, right when the album was released, way back in November. Um, I wrote down everyone's responses to different songs so we could bring them up when we actually analyze the song. So I am going to read those. Our first one comes from At Phantoms Babe, who said, The rawness and tenderness of Harry's voice on If I Could Fly, Slay Me. That song belongs to him like no control belongs to Louis. Uh, H.S., Praise emoji, fire emoji, some other emoji that is now a box when I put it on the Google Doc. <laughs> um, the next one is from at Martha Ann 85 on Twitter, who says, One of my favorites gave me goosebumps the first time I heard it. And our last one's also from Phantoms Babe, who said, A at HS's final hour, fi- finest hour. Oh <laughs> my god. <laughs> yeah, that's a mistake you don't want to make. <laughs> um, beautiful, tender, raw, incredible. Ref reference to scars that can't be seen made me cry. Vocals on point. Uh, so I definitely agree with all of this stuff. And I love like going back and seeing what people were saying in November, like now that it's been so long. Mm, yeah. And then we have the track by track, which is the videos that One Direction did sort of commentating on their songs and, like, what each song had a meaning for them or, like, how it was put together. And Harry was the one who commented on uh, If I Could Fly, seeing as he wrote it. And he said, I've been working with Johan for a little bit. We have done a couple songs together. We did a song for Ariana Grande. He's a really good piano player. He's just really good at it. So it's quite natural to sit with him at a piano and start playing. It was another one that kind of just kind of fell out of no uh, out of you know it felt quite natural to sing it. Obviously, if you get a cool melody with instruments, you decide whether it's better to follow it or not. Sometimes it's really cool, sometimes it's better to leave it to leave that as an instrumental melody. Um and then also whoever was interviewing him which was um I forget, I forget their voice, um, but said, can you fly? And he said, no, no. <laughs> Great <laughs> journalism. <laughs> Thanks. Um, God, what, it, what, maybe it was Ben Winston or um, the guy who writes all their songs with them. I think it was him. What's Julian, his name? Julian Bonetta. Yeah, Julian Bonetta. I think it was Julian Bonetta. <laughs> uh, um, but 
Yeah, so when I when I listen to these and then try to write them down, I really like to get, like, the natural flow of what the boys are saying. Uh, so when I write it, it just sounds totally weird when I read it out loud because it has all their, like, pauses and ums and messed up sentences. Mm-hmm. Um, but, yeah, I don't know. It, he didn't say it was one of his favorite songs off the album, but, I mean, he wrote it, so I assume that he quite likes it, you know? Um, do you remember what you thought of the song when you first heard it can you remember back to november when like the first time you played this song did you have any feelings about it yeah i actually can remember this one this one was the first one to make me cry actually um and i feel like it's track number six so it was pretty you know early on in the album where i was crying but Mm -hmm. um yeah i just thought it was it was yeah like how everyone else was saying it was just very emotional and raw and just very like tender and just very like um, it sounds like I'm describing a piece of meat. <laughs> um, yeah, I just, I just thought it was beautiful and just, like, so honest and, um, I don't know, just, like, really stripped back and I thought, um, everyone sounded really good on it. Um, and I think this is the one that I kind of wanted to just hear, like, one person do all the way through. I think I, yes. I, I, I would love to hear, like, Harry do it all the way through. Mm-hmm. Um, but also I, I truly believe that Liam's, like, harmonies in the like one of the final um choruses I think like truly is so beautiful so I do love Mm -hmm. that too um but yeah I I think that maybe like because I love the combination of obviously of all four of their voices but I think that like one person singing the entire thing might make make it even emotionally stronger for me yeah uh, that's exactly what I thought when I heard it Um, I don't remember everything else that was going on with the song but I distinctly remember like really loving that it was so, um, like, stripped back right away. Like, you immediately get sort of an impression as soon as you hear that piano coming in and then Harry starting off. Mm -hmm. Um, And then after Harry's first couple of lines, it goes into Liam, which we're going to discuss later. But at that moment, I heard Liam's voice. I was like, no, (laughs) I want it to be all Harry. His voice fits so well. I sort of want this all to be Harry. And in in that moment, I was very much like, I need a Harry album. I need to have his voice Mm, on the whole song. Just, it would be so continuous and like have that much more uh, meaning to hear his voice on a song he wrote um, and a song that's so beautiful already. So I think, I feel like more than just us felt that too. Mm. Um, Especially because Harry starts off the song. Maybe I wouldn't have that, like, same feeling if I had heard, like, Louis or Liam first yeah. and then it went into. But because it started off as Harry, I just wanted it to keep going with Harry. And I was a little disappointed that it didn't. Mm-hmm. Um, but let's let's get into the lyrical analysis of this song. Um, starting with the title, uh, If I Could Fly. What do you think of this title, Kara? Um... I feel like I've talked about this before, but um, I don't know why I was talking about this before. But anyway, I think that it's it's so interesting that they chose to make this the title instead of For Your Eyes Only, um, because mm-hmm. For Your Eyes Only is definitely repeated more times than If I Could Fly. Um, but I think that um, this is giving like an action instead of like For Your Eyes Only it doesn't have any action in it. But like If I Could Fly is like, I don't know. I don't know Mm -hmm. what I'm trying to say, but it's, like, it it has more of, like, an action-y, you know, little oomph to it. I don't know what I'm trying to say, but, like, I don't know. I just, like, like, feel like it's kind of interesting that they chose that one. Yeah, because If I Could Fly is actually only in 
is only the first line of the song and it's never repeated again. Oh, really? Oh, man. I yeah, which I didn't even realize. I did a search on the on the lyrics and it only came up once. Um, but I, I think this is maybe my favorite title from the album. I think... Hmm. I don't know why. I know we talk about titles and it's kind of silly because they're always short and I don't know if you can get too much out of them. But I think this one, just the... Even though it's like... I mean, it's not a one-worded. There is, like, some some meaning you can cu- get out of it. Uh, and it just, I don't know, it gives such a emotion. Like, if I could fly, there's always that, but you can't. Just yeah. from reading the title. And it's like, you know they want something, but it may not be possible. I just feel like, I don't know, you can feel a story coming. Um, and I think it fits the song so well as well. Yeah. So the first verse... Uh, is Harry, and the lyrics are, If I could fly, I'd be coming right back home to you. I think I might give up everything, just ask me to. Um, and the, this verse starts out, well, first of all, the piano comes in. Mm. Oh, I wanted to say before even this verse, at the very, very beginning of the song, I don't know if you could hear it, there's like this little sort of bed spring sound like a like squeaky sound and then like a footstep sound uh that was kept in which like reminds me of some of the other songs they have like talking in the beginning or at the end or like someone laughing but this was so small and minuscule um which i don't i don't know why they decided to keep in you'll have to go back and listen if you haven't did you hear it no (laughs) yeah it's very small and i don't know why it's there um but I thought that was interesting. And then and then you hear that piano, uh, and it's just immediately like, oh my god, this is going to be good. Um, and then Harry comes in, and he sounds so, so good. He starts, before he starts singing If I Could Fly, you can hear him take a breath. Mm. He's like, <gasps> and then goes into it, and I feel like that breath just adds so much. And it's very, the song in general is very breathy. There's a lot of you can hear when they're breathing a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, and immediately it makes me feel like I'm tired or like you've sort of done everything you can. Mm. Like you're breathing deep. Like, I don't know. Do you do you get any of that? I could see that just because also like just the tone of it is very like mm-hmm. soft and like somber and like there's really not many instruments to it. It's not like this huge like declaration sort of just like, just like sort of like a whisper. Mm-hmm. And also just, I could sort of picture him singing it and picture, like, the relaxedness of his voice, I guess, or of his mouth as he sings it. Mm. It just feels like even the way he's singing the song sort of reflects the feeling of the song, which I really like. And Mm. I wonder if, like, they go about that purposefully or if it's sort of a, like, subconscious thing that comes out when you're in the studio. I don't know. It would be really cool to know about that, but... um, I feel like you definitely are in the mindset of a song when mm-hmm. you go to record it. Um, so the meaning of this verse, if I could fly, what do you what do you take from that that line as as a part of this verse, Kara? Um, I don't know. It's starting out strong, you know, like it's starting out with the title, um, mm-hmm. and we don't see that again. Um, and I think that it's sort of just. I don't really, I don't really know. I, I, I'm kind of at a loss for words. Why don't you jump in and I'll build off of you? Because I'm just (laughs) like, "Mm." so for me, the, the words, if I could fly 
sort of have the the same meaning as sort of like if miracles were possible if i if i were able to do something that's impossible because i see flying as like flying like a bird not so much flying on an airplane you know it feels yeah. like more like if i could fly with my own wings if i could go anywhere i wanted um i feel I, I don't know. I think that's what it is. Maybe it's more airplane type thing, but I, it's not what I got from this song. Um, and also I feel like a lot of times you get asked that question. Like if you were a bird, where would you fly to? If you could fly, where would you go anywhere in the world? And you know, people might say like, oh, I'd go to Hawaii or I'd go to Europe or I'd, you know, go wherever. But the person singing is saying, if I could fly, I would just go right back home to you. Like, mm. immediately, right back. That word right is like, I'm not stopping. I'm going home to you. Um, you are home. Yeah. Like, this person becomes home. You know, when you say home is in a place, but it's like the people you love. Yeah. Um, this is what, that's what this seems like to me. Oh, man, this kind of makes me homesick now. Um <laughs> Kara! <laughs> Um, yeah, I really like that. I'm glad that you, like, swooped in to save the day because my brain is just fried. I had to do <laughs> two papers in 24 hours, so, um, if my brain is just dead, please know that it's, it's trying its little heart out. That makes also no sense. <laughs> um, yeah, I love that, and I took that in the same way you did. I didn't take it as an airplane, and I don't know why I didn't take that. Like, my first in- instinct wasn't airplane because that would make way more sense than like Mm -hmm. but I feel like just like the tone of the song just like sort of seems like has like a slightly like magical and like wondrous undertone to it um Mm -hmm. and yeah I I like the like coming right back home to you um not like going home but like coming back um yeah and then I think like I think I might give up everything just ask me to is like that's beautiful but also really sad just because Mm -hmm. Um, I don't know, it's always that whole dilemma between, um, I don't know, being with the ones you love or, like, you know, spreading your wings and, like, having to do your own thing, which is always a really hard decision you have to make. Um, and also, I think that was interesting because, um, he, like, stops, like, right after I think I might, so it's, (gasps) like... No, wait, I had this, too! Oh, you did? Yeah, I love that part. Yeah, I love it, too, and I like that it, like, sort of adds, like, has two different meanings, um, because mm-hmm. it's like, I think I'd be coming, I'd go back home to you, but then also I'd give up everything. So, um, mm-hmm. the, like, I think I might would like at work for both of that. I think that's really cool. It's like a cool, like joining, um, little like yeah. fragment, which is really cool. Yeah. I, I said like, uh, in poetry and it's probably the same, same terms you use in songwriting. Mm-hmm. Um, in poetry, when you end lines sort of in the natural progression, so like it ends on a sentence, it's called an end stop. Mm-hmm. Um, but when you carry a sentence onto another line or sort of like play with where you divide the lines, um, and it's more like not a natural flow, it's an enjambed sentence. Mm-hmm. Um, and this one I mean, the way I have seen it written in the lyrics, it's not in jammed, Mm -hmm. but the way he sings it is in jammed, where, like, there is that pause um, before I think I might, and that is just everything. Like, that line, uh, I think you explained it really well. Um, It just, like, it fits for both, and it's, and also then then it puts more emphasis on the uh, give up everything, which you wouldn't get if it was more just sort of smushed in with that sentence. Yeah. Yeah. and, like, to give up everything is a huge thing, you know? And I, and we talk a lot about um, 
not letting a person be your whole life and um, being your own person and like having your own goals. But I think it's so much about the context of a song. Mm -hmm. And I, and I, I feel like for this one, there were a couple moments like this where I was like, you know what? It's okay that this is happening because it feels, um, it feels natural and it feels normal and not, not in like a oppressive or, um, like bad type of relationship way. It feels like it's okay in this. So, um, I think you definitely have to look at context for those moments. Yeah, I definitely agree with that. I think it's so interesting because, like, if that was if that line was taken out of context, I feel like I might not have, mm-hmm. I might not like it. Um, and I feel like it would be like sort of like a little too intense, but it really works in this song. And I think the level of in- level of intensity is like the perfect like mm-hmm. the perfect amount. Like, if that was in Steal My Girl, we would be, like, all over yeah. that. Like, no, no. Um, but that song's talking about stealing a person and owning someone. So, like, that adds the context. Yeah. Um, and then also the Just Ask Me To is sort of you're talking to the person. You're co- not commanding them, but you're, like, telling them to do something. Mm-hmm. Like, just ask me to and then, like, I'll be home. Um, so I thought that was sort of interesting in, in trying to figure out who is actually speaking and who they're speaking to um, in this song. Yeah, because I feel like um, it's sort of like the kind of thing that just asked me to, it sounds like they already have their mind made up and it just kind of mm-hmm. seems like they need like that like last little like push and like the yes. last like confirmation. Like it seems like they have their mind up, like mind made up, like right. you know what I mean? But it's just like they want the the validation that the other person feels the same way. Totally. Yeah, I really, I really like that description. Thank you. Um, And then also speaking of like, who is the subject? Is it a friend? Is it a family member? Is it a sibling? Is it someone who is romantically involved with this person? Um, I think at this point, it really could be anyone. Mm. Um, And I, I feel like as a song, it could be anyone because it's very much like the emotions of missing someone you love mm-hmm. so much. And that, that could be who, what, like, whatever type of relationship. Um, I think other points, it points to a more romantic relationship, and we'll get into that. Um, But, yeah, at this point, I just, I feel like, you know, he could be singing to his sister or, like, saying, like, writing about, like, wanting to be home with his family. Mm -hmm. And um, because, you know, there's just some people that you're super close to, and um, it's like they're, they're what's important in life. And all sort of the other, either the fame or... The other type of stuff that, I I mean, talking about Harry's life more like, but just, I guess, in whoever's life, other stuff is sort of background and it's not as important and what really matters is the people you love. Mm -hmm. Um, So I guess let's move on to the pre-chorus, which is sung by Liam. And the lyrics are, pay attention. I hope that you listen because I let my guard down. Right now, I'm completely defenseless. Uh, and I know this was the moment, which I mentioned earlier, where I heard Liam's voice and I was like, I just don't think it fits as well as Harry's voice does on this song. Mm-hmm. Um, and we've talked about how the boys' different voices suit different styles of mm-hmm. song. And I think Liam, it just doesn't fit for this song in particular for me. Um, I think Harry's voice is so full and deep and rich and Liam's... It's not not that, but it just, it's it sounds a little bit more like, it, it goes so much more, it goes much better with a song like What a Feeling. Um, yeah. 
than this song. So I don't know. Do you do you feel that way? I guess. Yeah, I definitely feel that way because I think we were both on the same path or like the same track that we wanted like Harry to sing the entire song. Um, right. But I think also a part of it is like Harry has like a bit of like grit and like. Mm-hmm. I don't know, he's a bit of, like, a rockier tone. Not the, not rockier, but, like, just sort of, like, I don't know, just, like, it sounds like he, because of, like, the, I guess, grit, I can't think of another word for it, just, um, mm-hmm. like, um, more, I literally can't think of another term other than grit, but, like, because of that, I feel like the emotion, like, goes, is, like, more prevalent, and, like, you kind of can hear, like, that, like, more, like, desperate, like, yearning, like, sadness, um, yeah. when, I don't know, I just, like, didn't really get that from Liam in this song, especially, um, I don't know, not that I'm saying Liam can't sing sad songs, but for some reason this song just didn't, um, I don't know, his voice didn't just vibe with it, in this part at least, because I loved his harmonies later on, but. Yeah, and it sounds almost like it's a bit overproduced. I don't know if it actually is and it, or if it's just his voice, but it sounds a little bit kind of auto-tune-y to me, which, like, with Harry, mm. it's the grit that makes it so good and, like, the rawness of it that this sounds not as stripped back, which I don't like as much. Mm-hmm. Um, and then talking about the actual lyrics, we have the pay attention. So, again, this is, like, addressing the person, like, listen up. Like, pay Mm -hmm. attention. Um, I want you to listen because I'm about to make myself really vulnerable. Um, And I don't know. And also the, the please, the, uh, the, like, asking them to listen is like, or saying, I hope that you listen. is like, is there a chance that the person won't? Is this like, it, it starts off with this sort of like, wait, like, we don't know what the other person actually wants. And, um, it's not sort of a, uh, while they might, like, they might really care about each other and love each other, there's almost a sense of not knowing for the speaker. Like, they don't actually know, and they actually are really feeling vulnerable. And they say, I'm completely defenseless. Like, when you're completely defenseless, you're opening yourself up for the other person to possibly hurt you. And they're, and they're saying, like, I'm defenseless, please listen, I'm trusting you with like, my heart. I'm laying it all on the table. I'm not hiding anything. Yeah, I think that's, I don't know, I just, like, love um, songs that are, like, really about, like, vulnerability and just, like, um, just, like, yeah, being completely defenseless, and I just think that's, like, really beautiful. Um, And I think it's interesting, like, the pay attention, and then, like, I hope that you listen, because, like, pay attention is kind of, like, forceful but then like I hope that you Mm -hmm. listen is so like docile and just like I really hope you listen to me like so it's a really Mm -hmm. it's a really weird like um uh like conglomeration that's probably not the right word but like I like that (laughs) word so I'm just gonna throw it in there um but yeah um I don't really have anything else to say but um I just I thought that really I love the lyrics for this one Mm -hmm. and I also think this part when saying like pay attention, I hope you listen, I'm letting my guard down, I'm completely defenseless, that makes me seem, me think more that it's not a familial relationship, I guess, because yeah, I guess it really depends on what your relationship is like with your siblings or with your parents, um, but I feel like just in general, family and, like, moms or, like, siblings or whoever, whoever your parents are, like, you are almost sort of defenseless anyways and you let your guard down because like that's who you're closest to a lot of times or like Mm -hmm. you know your your mom is the person you go and cry to and like Mm -hmm. there's someone who sort of like knows all the like the 
dirt, not dirt, like the, I don't know, the gruesome parts of you. Yeah. Um, so it's, it's almost like you wouldn't say to your mom, like, like, I'm going to let my guard down, like, be aware. They're like, they've been there your whole life. You yeah. Know, they changed your diaper. So, <laughs> you know. Um, and so then we move into the chorus, which is Harry, uh, and the lyrics are, For your eyes only, I show you my heart. For when you're lonely and forget who you are, I'm missing half of me when we're apart. Now you know me for your eyes only, for your eyes only. And I know in hearing this, I was like, okay, thank God Harry's back. <laughs> like, he's he's got the chorus. So, so beautiful. Um, and then the the phrase for your eyes only is repeated not only here, but a whole bunch of times throughout um, this song. And to me, that's saying, like, you're the one I'm being vulnerable with. And you're sort of the only one I'm being vulnerable with. Mm -hmm. I'm, sh like, showing you who I am only for your eyes. No one else is seeing me in this, like, carefree way. I'm not putting myself out on the line for everyone. It's really for you because you're the person I care about the most in this situation. Do you agree with that? Yeah, I definitely agree with that. Um, and I think that the line, like, for when you're lonely and forget who you are is interesting um, mm -hmm. just because, um, I, I, I'm just like thinking out loud cause I don't really have an answer to this. Um, so, uh, if you have one, please tell me, um, but, um, why would like showing you or showing your heart be the answer to like loneliness and forgetting who you are? I guess, I mean, maybe just because like being vulnerable, like is very, um, I don't know. It just like is very humanizing, I guess. Um, and mm -hmm. so it's sort of like when you say that you're not perfect and like that you have all these flaws and like that you're like feeling um, a lot of mixed emotions and stuff. I think that I guess that can be like very soothing and like comforting to other people um, to know that they're not alone. So I guess that makes sense. I kind of answered my own question because I was kind of I was kind of confused by that line. But um, yeah. Yeah, I didn't even think about it that way, to be honest. I, I didn't think of them uh like, in, in sequence and in together, I was just pulling out the line for when you're lonely and forget who you are, mm -hmm. uh, which to me, it felt deeper than just, like, regular feeling loneliness, yeah. you know, I didn't know if it was supposed to represent something like depression or mm. something, something bigger where someone's going through something um, that's more than just, like, oh, you feel alone one day yeah. type of thing. I even, I even thought of something like, um, for forget who you are, not to take it too literally, but I could see like a grandparent oh my talking gosh. to a grandparent or like someone who has Alzheimer's oh. and just being vulnerable with them. Um, because even, even when they forget who you are, you can still try to be the youest you you can be and like to give yourself over to them and like still have what you could have, I don't know, to the best of your ability, I guess. Oh, um, oh my god yeah <laughs> <laughs> yeah I, I just it to me it felt because to say to forget who you are is just that's I don't know it's not not a like everyday type of thing like oh I forgot who Caitlin was no um yeah <clears throat> but also I could see that being in a, uh, like the context of fame um yes because like I feel like that's like that's another you know uh what's it called like, that's how people say, like, when they forgot who they are, like, or forgot where they came from, forgot their roots. Um, mm -hmm. So I could see that. 
being an oh absolutely i really like that and it's and, and then that that brings into question like loneliness sort of loneliness among tons of people mm-hmm. type of feeling mm-hmm. where you still feel alone even though you're surrounded by all this craziness yeah you somehow still feel alone and and maybe it's not the craziness that makes you feel connected but it's someone one person being very vulnerable and like showing them your heart yeah you know oh i love that Kara. good job we're doing so great. I feel like we're just, like, throwing out so many interpretations, and I love, like, just, like, picking apart, like, one line just, like, a million different ways. It's so fun. Me too. I love it. <laughs> um, so let's do that for this next one. Okay. I'm missing half of me when we're apart. This is another moment where I was, like, well, first of all, it reminded me of the song Half a Heart. Yep. Um, which I love that song. Me too. Um, and this was another line where I was, like, okay, I'm missing half of me. Is this an okay statement to make? Like, you are a full person. Everyone's a whole person. You're not like someone else doesn't completely Mm -hmm. complete you. You complete yourself type of deal. But again, in this context, it meant it didn't seem like they were saying I'm only half a person. To me, it felt like they were saying sort of the idea that because this person represents home to you and you Mm -hmm. can be vulnerable with them and you don't have your guard up, that you act so much more like yourself when you're around yeah. them rather than when maybe you're putting up a facade when you're out with other people. And, like, in, in that way, you're not completely yourself. And you're not, that, you're not that you're a whole person, but when you're with them, you can be more of who you are. And, like, maybe you feel so comfortable or, or have, like, sort of this interaction type. I know when you know people so well, you have a way of talking even to Mm -hmm. them where if someone were to come and listen to you talk, they wouldn't quite get it because there's so many inside things and intricacies um, in your relationship that it it creates sort of this whole new, very intimate um, thing where it's so much of who you are and who you are together, whether it's like two people or a group of people. Um, and that's that's what this uh, sort of felt like more to me than like you're only half a person. Yeah, is that what you felt? Um, I took it very like surface level the whole like half a person thing, but I love your interpretation so much. And um, thanks. Yeah, I think that like this that's like a whole new way to think of uh, the song "Half a Heart" now. Um, mm-hmm. But I think that like this line definitely is more seems like it could be fitting in your new interpretation than the the actual song, but. Um, yeah, I really like the interpretation, so I have nothing to add because it was, like, perfectly said, so. Oh, thank you. Um, and then this closes with, now you know me, for your eyes only, for your eyes only. What did you take from now you know me? Yeah, that was so interesting. The now is so interesting because it just, like, seems mm-hmm. like now after these declarations, now you mm-hmm. finally know them Um, when, like, they didn't before. Maybe they, I don't know, like, it just seems like, it's weird because it doesn't seem like this song is, like, really, I guess it's just talking about, like, how much they mean to the other person because it just, like, so, sort of seems mm-hmm. like a build-up to, like, a declaration but not the actual actual declaration. Like, we don't, yeah. we aren't privy to it and it just sort of, like, right. um, which I guess makes sense because if it's, like, a private declaration, like, we, like, as a public audience, like, wouldn't be, like... Right. Like, be able to access that. But I think it's interesting um, that it seems like there's, like, a, a hidden layer that we don't get to see. Which yeah, I, sort of, yeah. like, in between the lines yeah. type of which is, it makes it even, sp- like, more special because then it's, like, just a secret thing between, you know, it's just for their eyes only. And, like, we only mm-hmm. get to see, like, the surface level of, like, them saying that they 
like only tell this to this certain person, but we don't get to see it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I really like that. I, I didn't really have much. Like, I was confused. Are they saying, like, now in this moment you know me? Or, like, now that you know me? I, I didn't really know what to make of it. But I do I do like what you've said. Mm. Um, and then we have the repetition yeah. of the for your eyes only, which, you know, re- repeating something really helps to reinforce it. Mm-hmm. And it, it almost is like they're really trying to tell the person like this is only between us um not in like a i'm cheating on you type of sense yeah like, not trying to reinforce that but just like this is something that's really important to me like it's really for you and me and that's it type of thing yeah um and then we have the next verse and louis sings this and the lyrics are i've got scars even though they can't always be seen and pain gets hard, but you're here and I don't feel a thing. But now you're here and I don't feel a thing. Um, and unlike how I reacted to Liam coming in on a verse, when Louis came on in this verse, I thought it worked so well. Yeah. Um, his voice oh. is so raspy. That's the word and... I was looking for, not gritty. <laughs> raspy, that's it. I know, I, I kind of wanted, I was like going to tell you, but I was like, nah, I want to save this for Louis. <laughs> so I didn't say anything. <laughs> um, and, and it's like very, it almost feels like sort of like crunching the leaves in fall. Ah, it has that, I love like, that. Oh, thanks. <laughs> um, it has that like crisp, I don't know, crisp, raspy tone that... It is so nice, and I think you hear this also in If I Could Write a Song with Louis, um, just the slow songs. His voice works so well on them. Yeah. Um, and uh, I just, I thought it was so good. Do you have stuff to say about Louis' voice? I feel like I'm blathering on. No, I think the the crunching leaves thing, I was just, like, screaming, because, like, I, I love that. <laughs> um, I think that, like, we should, like, one of these days, like, do, like, describe One Direction's voices in, like, metaphors or something like that, because I feel like that's, oh, like, that'd be such so a perfect cool. thing. Um, and you're, like, the queen of metaphors, so oh my God, I'm sure you, you have, like, so many nice things to say. <laughs> I'll, I'll get my, get my work, at, what? I'll start working on it, that's <laughs> what I meant to say. Um, yes. But, like, I agree, I think, like, something about Louis, like, the raspy tone, um, works really well, and I think it, like, because, like, like, Liam has such a beautiful voice, but it's, it's something about, like, mm-hmm. the grittiness and, like, the raspiness that, like, works so well with, like, the slow emotional songs, I think. Um... Uh, but, like, the lyrics of this line, like, it's literally just, like, what, two lines? And it, I think this is where I probably started crying because, um, Mm -hmm. oh, man, this is so beautiful. And, like, the whole, um, not seeing scars thing is, I think, um, a pretty reoccurring theme. I'm not sure, I feel like I've seen it in under other Wonder, uh, what, other One Direction songs, but I've definitely seen it in... Zane's new album and that like stood out to me actually and I have um some of the lyrics here because I thought it'd be interesting to like sort of compare and contrast mm-hmm. um so um from Zane's song Luca's Aid um it says time heals pain and promotes self-soothing when the scars are gone you can't see bruising um so another so- uh, you know seeing you can't see the scars, uh, but they're there. Mm-hmm. And then in It's You, which is one of my, like, this is one of my favorite lines. Like, it, it's so beautiful. Um, I won't, I won't, I won't cover the scar. I'll let it be. So my silence, so my silence won't be mistaken for peace. 
Um, and I just think that's... That is so beautiful. I know, it's so beautiful. And also, I don't know why on this lyric, like, a lot of the lyric sites I've seen um, says, be mistaken for believing, but it's clearly peace. So, I, I mean, either way, but I, <laughs> it's, I like it better peace, because I, I think that's also mm-hmm. the real lyric. But that's just so beautiful. I think it's one of the most powerful lyrics off the entire album. Um, mm-hmm. And I just, like, think the whole idea of um, you having scars that other people can't see but you know they're there and also like sharing your scars with other people um whether it be literal scars or metaphoric stuff metaphoric scars like emotional scars mental scars just all of that is just like really powerful and just like you don't you don't share that with anyone you know like that's Mm -hmm. that's the truest level of like I feel like um vulnerability um is is really showing um that and I think that's just I think it's such a powerful line um Mm -hmm. yeah and um I don't know it's just it's just beautiful and yeah and I think that like um I think it's interesting and pain gets hard but now you're here and I don't see or I don't feel a thing because that's like sort of like in the present tense um Mm -hmm. and it's interesting because I feel like I don't know some of this didn't seem like they were together but now like they are like physically together so that's interesting yeah uh going back to the scars thing yeah I yeah, I really liked it too. And it's not like it's not like a brand new concept of like it's not a new metaphor. We've yeah. seen that metaphor a million times over yeah. in, in literature and in songs and poetry and all that. But I think either way it is because we've seen it so much, you know what it means yeah. so well. Um so you know what it means when someone uses that idea. Um and and thinking about like where these scars came from. Um, I don't know if it's, like, past relationships they've been in or, um, maybe not, not scars from personal relationships, but it could be, like, scars from being in the business, in the music business, or, um, I don't know, just, it it could be anything. And it's almost, like, not, not only, like, ways you've been scarred, but also just sort of maybe, like, weaknesses you have because of that and, like... Mm -hmm things that maybe you're not so proud of, Mm -hmm. of yourself that have been in your past, um, but you're letting them see that as well. Mm -hmm. Not maybe more like, um, like things that you've done to cause these things to happen to you, I guess. Mm -hmm. Um, and then, um, what were you saying before I, I jumped back? Um, just, oh yeah, the, Um, the, but now you're here and talking about, mm-hmm. like, cause now it's like the person has come here. They're here with you. Yeah. Or is it more like, I cause, cause I could also picture it sort of being like, you're picturing, picturing yourself having flown over home to them oh, and sort of yeah. this like mystical, like I flew like a bird. I, I went home and now like I'm picturing in my head that you're here with me and I'm feeling okay and everything's going to be okay. Even though pain gets hard and times are tough and I miss you a ton, um, I can sort of imagine us together and it, it makes it okay. Yeah, I could um, see that. Be and, like, and this makes... Oh, just like being... No, you go ahead. Okay. <laughs> um, I was just going to say like, yeah, I could see like the now you're here being more in like a metaphoric sense. Like now you're here in my mm-hmm. life. Um, yeah. Yeah. And I also wanted to mention because Rebecca told me to make sure I included this. Um which doesn't really fit the tone we've been talking in, so this is going to be a little bit, like, sillier. Um, But when Rebecca heard this song first, um, she thought 
it said, uh, I've got scars even though they can't always be seen. And pink ass heart. But what? now <laughs> you're here and I don't feel a thing. And like, she was like, pink ass heart. Like, dang, that is a pink ass heart. What? <laughs> what did she think, think that I kind meant? Of heard that too. I don't know. Like, just wow, pink ass heart. Like, woo, that is so pink. That is a pink ass heart. Oh <laughs> my god. Um, but inevitably, that's not what the words are. Uh, <laughs> but I thought that was pretty funny. Um, but yeah, I think this does make me question the chronological nature of the song. Um, what's actually happening? Are they together? Um, type of thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then we go into Niall's pre-chorus bit. And the lyrics are the same as before. Pay attention. I hope that you listen because I let my guard down. Right now, I'm completely defenseless. And I thought Niall sounded very rocky Mm -hmm. on this bit. Um, I don't think it's, like, the best fit for this song. I think Carrie and Louis' voices fit well with it. But I think it would be interesting to have, like a more rocky version of this song in general and sort of, like, speed up the tempo and see, like, what that would be like and what what the meaning would change of the song if it was a rockier version. I don't know. Yeah, I Um, agree. I thought that, like, um, I don't know, Niall wasn't, like, I feel like when I think of this song, that's not who I think of, but um, I thought mm -hmm. he sounded good, and I think that'd be interesting to, like, sort of, like, hear it in, like, more of, like, a classic rock type type of genre. Mm-hmm. Um, and then we have the chorus, and although the boys are singing on this, so it's the same lyrics as before, um, but I really thought the harmonies were so beautiful yes. on this, and in the song in general, and I think this will make for a really interesting live performance, um, just because there are so many harmonies. Oh, and I forgot to say earlier on, where was it? Um... Oh, in the in the verse the verse before that Louis sings, I also wanted to say that this is when with the whole I got scars, this is when the strings come in. We've had piano mm. for the most of the song and then the strings come in here, um which just sounded really beautiful and they end up like building up and um uh on this on this chorus here, the strings have really started picking up and there's almost like sort of choppy string sounds mm-hmm. going on. Um, and I just thought it really helped, like, with the building of the emotion mm-hmm. of the song. Um, did you want to say anything about, about this chorus with all the boys? I just thought, I don't know, I loved that. I liked how it, like, they didn't go back to just one person singing again, because I think it, it also just, like, you know, uh, again, like, is, like, uh, building up to the, like, crescendo and stuff, and I just think they all sounded so mm-hmm. good, and I thought it was beautiful, and I think that, like, um... When, I love when they make use of the harmonies, like, with all of them, because then it's, like, this is, like, why they're a group. It's not just, like, one right. boy, then another boy, and then another boy, like, sing each part, but then, like, the harmonies is, like, what makes a group, like, why they're a group, you know what I mean? Right. Yeah. Yeah, that's a really good point. Um, so then we go into the bridge, which, to me, it sounded like Louis and Harry were singing, like, harmony of lines, maybe heard Louis a bit more, um... But I think they're both singing. And then Niall's probably in there as well, to be honest. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then Liam was singing the I feel it, I feel it bit. Um, but the lyrics are, I can feel your heart inside of mine. I feel it, I feel it. 
I've been going out of my mind. I feel it. I feel it. Know that I'm just wasting time. And I... Uh, and then I will save Harry's line afterwards because that's a sort of a separate, like, pause, mm-hmm. I guess. Um, but so, I don't know. I, I really liked the sound of this. I thought it fit. Like, even though it, like, picks up tempo, I thought it, it fit with the song. Um, and the imagery here is really lovely. Um, to, the, the, I can feel your heart inside of mine. For me... That could mean a number of different things, whether it's sort of the idea where you give someone your heart and, like, they protect it, maybe, like, tuck it inside their own chest. Yeah. And, like, have, you can feel it literally because you've taken their heart into yours, or maybe you can feel your heartbeat sinking up uh, together, whether that's, like, over distance or you're literally, like, chest to chest and you can feel your heartbeat Mm -hmm. in each other's. Um... Or, I mean, I even thought of, like, the whole, like, a more, more, like, literal sense of, like, what if someone, like, gave someone blood or, like, donated a heart or, well, that might seem a little metaphorical. I'm I'm sure you've seen videos where, um, like, a mother loses their child, but their organ, their heart goes into another child to, like, save them, and you end up seeing, like the mother who lost their child listening to the heartbeat of this other child where their their daughter or whatever's heartbeat is happening in this other Oh my gosh, and, wow. Yeah, there's videos of that and it's really oh. beautiful and sad and emotional. Wow, um, I was so... just thinking of like the dumb imagine that's like, um, this is going to completely derail the sentimentality of that beautiful sentiment, <laughs> but I just want to like, it. yeah. So do you know, like those, this, like this story, I guess has been going around for like ages. I feel like I remember seeing in like 2008 or something where it's like, um, the, like the dumb imagine where it's just like, imagine like you're going into surgery and your boyfriend is outside, um, in the waiting room and then you get, uh, like it's a heart surgery and you wake up and you ask your dad, like, where's so-and-so? And then um, your dad's like, where do you think you got your heart from? And then, like, and, um, like, now, like, I feel like it's been going on from, like, this was, like, in 2008 or something. But now, like, they do it with, like, Niall is, like, the boyfriend. And, like, yeah. <laughs> oh, just... yeah, I've seen that. I've seen that. God. Oh, uh, yeah. That's not exactly what I was Probably thinking. Probably not, but... no. No. <laughs> um, but, yeah, I just think that that image of it's very intimate to have yeah. someone else's heart inside of yours or maybe it's more like you feel their love inside your chest mm-hmm. or whatever it might be did, did you have some other sort of interpretation for that I don't know I was kind of confused by it um mm-hmm. but I, I like the whole protecting thing I think that's nice even though like mm-hmm. I, I always feel conflicted but I think here it fits and it works and it's not like mm-hmm. um dominating and like in too intense for me um mm-hmm. But yeah, I, I, I like all your all your things. I think that's... Thank you. And I do... When Liam does the I feel it, I feel it, which is sort of like a bit of a background noise, mm-hmm. to me, that feels like a heartbeat. Mm. It, it feels like that's like representing someone's heartbeat. Um, and it it's very intimate, I think. Yeah, I love, I love that I feel it, I feel it. I love this whole part, I think. It's what we were building up to and I like that Mm -hmm. um and I like how the I feel it I feel it 
um, connects the two lines, the one that's next that I've been going out of my mind because it's like, it's a completely different sentiment than like, I can feel your heart inside of mine because that's super positive. But then like, I've been going out of my mind probably because they aren't together. They're not like physically together. Um, mm-hmm. and it just like, it just like sort of like goes from like one emotion to the other, like really quickly, but also like is linked by the, I feel it, I feel it. And then like how you were saying it, it was like a heartbeat. I think that's, that's really great. Cause that's like, you know, linking it in like the a really, like, simple, like, way. Mm-hmm. And, and the I feel it could go to, like, either line. Yeah, it's exactly. sort of, like, mm-hmm. that enjammed feeling where it could go either way. Mm-hmm. Um, or one for each. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then this ends on, know that I'm just wasting time. So that's, like, it brings me back to what you said at the beginning, where it's like they've already made up their decision and they're just sort of waiting for that last push. Because mm. it's here they're saying, I know I'm just wasting time not being with you yeah. or wasting time in this career or overseas when I should be home and I should be happy um, or like doing something else or with someone else. So it's like they're they're just wasting time and they're waiting for sort of that cue to be like okay I'm gonna fly home yeah exactly I I don't know that's a very interesting line I feel like um just because like it seems like they're they have like kind of a one-track mind and they can't really um like think or feel anything else um Mm -hmm. um and like they feel like they're like I don't know that everything else is just like a waste of time which is Mm -hmm. sad yeah, and it, and it could be something where you're so in the moment that you're not realizing that you do have another life and it's not everything. Yeah. But it could also be something where, like, you're not happy where you are yeah. and you feel like you really just need to go home. Yeah. And that'll make you happy, so. Mm-hmm. Um, so then it this little bit ends on, and I, and again, we have that, like, pause where it, it's almost like a cliff and you're about yes, to go over it. Yes, I love that. And then you fall, and Harry finishes the line, hope that you don't run run from me. And I think that line is also very telling of how vulnerable the person feels and how they don't feel certain of what the other person is going to say in response Mm -hmm. to this declaration. Because they're really like, I I hope that when I lay myself out there, you're not going to run away, you're not going to be scared, you're not going to want to, like, be with me anymore, um, now that you see my scars, now that I want to come home, like, it's not a set in stone thing, and again, this is where I see, like, that it's not a parent or sibling, because, I mean, really, it depends on your relationship, I guess, but, like, you you know, not usually when you tell your family something, they're not going to just, um, like, run away, I guess, whatever, I mean, they could, I guess it really depends on the situation, but it seems more like something that's not as certain as family is. Yeah. Um, I feel like I'm, like, sort of conflicted because I definitely, like, um, definitely like and appreciate the vulnerability, but I feel like hope that you don't run from me is a little little aggressive. (laughs) I don't know. It seems, like, sort of, mm, I don't want to say predatory, but, like, a little, um, domineering, but, um, I don't know, but I also do like the whole thing that it's, like, it's sort of, their relationship while it's like it seems pretty steady but like they this person seems that like like really nervous like about what they're saying Mm -hmm. and like um they're just I don't know just kind of seems up in the air so I guess it's not as steady as I thought um which I guess I don't know I like that because it's sort of just like you don't know where you are and it's just like being it's being super honest because I think that it takes like a certain 
level of like confidence to be able to like admit that you don't know like what you're doing and like what you're what's going on and like where you stand with someone yeah exactly uh and then we have the chorus again and this part each boy takes a line yes. so we have louie then niall then harry then liam then harry and the lines are the same for your eyes only i show you my heart for when you're lonely and forget who you are i'm missing half of me and then together they sing when we're apart now that you know me for your eyes only and i think this is a part of the album that stands out to a lot of people Mm -hmm. and to a lot of fans i think it's a fan favorite just because you get each boy's voice on a different line and and i think the way that it's like edited together is so seamless yeah and it just so it transitions so smoothly and because it's such a stripped back part you really get to hear each voice and i think it just sounds so 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 good what do you think god i think this is like probably one of my favorite parts of the song if not my favorite part it's just so beautiful um, I feel like they haven't done anything like this in any of their songs. Like, I could be wrong, but this, like, definitely stands out to me, like, as the first time that they've done the thing where they've done, like, each one line in a chorus. Like, mm-hmm. I think that's so beautiful. Um, oh, man. And then, like, how they go into um, all singing in the chorus. I think that works perfectly. Because, um, mm-hmm. like, I mean, while this isn't a harmony, I think this also just, like, really fits and, like, is um, just, like, shows how well their voices fit together. Like, when you can hear it, like, right after each other. Yeah, yeah, definitely. And also, Harry, on the I'm Missing Half of Me, Mm -hmm. he goes up into some really beautiful high notes here. Um, And that just stood out to me so much. And I I really, I gotta say, I love that we get to hear the range in all of the boys' voices, and especially, I think, with Harry's. He's taken on new things in this album that he hasn't done in the past, Mm -hmm. maybe because Zayn was sort of the high note Mm -hmm. guy. Um, and I really, really love it because it shows you he can do it as well. Yeah. Uh, and this just sounds so good. Agreed. And then we go into the chorus for the last time where all the boys are singing. And again, we get the harmonies. Um, and in this one, it repeats for your eyes only a number of times at the end. Uh, and, and like I said before, we get more hairy high notes and it just, it's a very sort of intense ending and very choppy strings um and the repetition of for your eyes only it's like to me almost as if they're like dreaming it or thinking about it and thinking about it um and and also just i don't know it 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 also made me question to like question the beginning of the song the if i could fly to be like is this saying like if i could fly but i can't fly like, is there hope? Is this repeat repetition at the end, like, pleading for there to be hope? And to, to, I don't know. I don't know what I'm trying to say. But it did, it did make me reconnect to that beginning. Yeah. Because while you can fly on an airplane, you don't have wings. So, like, is that saying there really isn't a way for this to happen? I don't know. What do you think? I think that, like, just the, by the sheer fact of, like, all of them singing, it seems, like, so much more, like, hopeful, I think, that because it's just, like, mm-hmm. a, like, a resounding chorus, and, like, um, I don't know, there was something so, like, emotionally raw and, like, devastating about, like, just Harry opening, like, solo, and then, like, I feel mm-hmm. like all of them coming together at the end, like, sort of leaves it, like, with a hopeful feeling. I mean, it's still definitely, like, overall, like, a more somber, sad, um, 
sounding song, but <laughs> Jesus, that alliteration though. Um, yeah, I, but I think that it definitely like leaves off on like a more hopeful note just because like all of them singing together just like makes it seem more powerful. But the the very last line, the for your eyes only, is only Harry singing. Oh again. yeah, you're right. And it's like they take out the strings at the at the very last That's line. True. They take out the strings, and it's just the piano, like it was in the beginning. Yeah. Um, and to me, it almost seemed like it was showing, like while while it was vulnerable and bare, and like no guards up, which is reflective in the lyrics. Um, it also seemed a little bit, like, fatigued to me. Mm. Like, like that breathiness that I talked about in the beginning. Mm. It was like they were tired and, like, they... Not that there wasn't hope, but, like, that they were, like, really, like, I don't know what to do anymore or I need this to work or I just want to go home. I'm done. I want to be with you mm-hmm. feeling, I guess. Mm. Yeah, I could see that. It's sort of, like there was hope but then like at the end they like pulled out the rug from your feet and just like just getting like they're kind of as if like I don't know it, it yeah I, I kind of I didn't I forgot about the last bit um but mm-hmm. yeah I think it like leaves off on like a powerful but then like like just hits you with that questioning you know, yeah you know like You're one little quite sure yeah one little more like strike of sadness <laughs> yeah um so that's that's the lyrical analysis, which I think we did a good job on that. That was a that was a freaking long lyrical analysis. Yeah, I did not um, think it was gonna be that long. But it was good. <laughs> yeah, uh, but let's talk about the music, and and we've talked about it sort of throughout. Um, I think for me, this this song, similar to how I described like Harry's voice, it just sounded very deep and whole and very stripped back. This is like a ballad on the album. There's piano and strings. And that's pretty much it. I didn't hear any other instruments, um, which is rare for us because usually we're like, I don't know what's in there. Like, I can't (laughs) tell. Um, But this clearly seemed like that to me. Um, And I just, I want more of this. I want more of this very pulled back. And I think both you and I liked the very, like, underproduced songs more than the overproduced songs just because you get to feel their voices more, hear their voices more in in a way you don't on a song like Steal My Girl. Yeah. Um, what did you think of the music behind the lyrics? I thought it was beautiful, and I definitely liked the piano, um, and just like the like the sparing use of strings. I think was beautiful. Um, mm-hmm. And I feel like I don't listen to ballads as much as I should because, like, when I go back and listen to them, like this is so beautiful. But for some reason, I'm like drawn to like the you know more upbeat songs, like ones mm-hmm. that I can dance to and like feel really happy listening to. Um, and sometimes, like, I don't gravitate towards the songs that I like know have like sad material um in them but I think that it's like I don't know it's super powerful and um I, I think it really works and I think they like they're pretty strong on ballads um mm-hmm. so yeah yeah for sure um and then to sort of include it into our theme of nostalgia for made in the AM in general uh how did you think that this fit in with that theme um I think that like it's sort of, I don't know, because it sort of seems like it's, like, projecting into the future, like, it's more of, like, a, like, working on a, like, present relationship so they can have a stronger relationship in the future. Mm-hmm. Um, so, I don't know, it doesn't seem as much stuck in the past, which I guess is good, because I think that, like, um, as much as, like, nostalgia and, like, thinking about the, like, reflecting about the past is good, I think that, like, having sort of, like, foresight um, is always, like, really important um, also. Mm-hmm. Um yeah, I think... I don't know. What, what were you thinking? Do you think it fits with the theme of nostalgia? 
Um, I thought it could sort of be, like, uh, the moment, like, before the nostalgia ends up happening, um, because you are, it feels like, like you said, a current relationship, Mm -hmm. but also I could see it being nostalgia for home and what you had at one point. Yeah, okay, that's true. So, I, I could see it both ways. And and the first way I, th- I saw was, like, the not-nostalgia way. And then I was like, wait, but they're missing home. And yeah. this seems like a long-distance thing. And um, it, it almost seemed like it could be, like, family who lives overseas or a long-distance relationship. Or even someone, like, who's stationed overseas or has a job where, like, they can't leave, like, whatever, for whatever reason. Yeah. Um. And, like, in in that way, you're nostalgic for, like, being able to be with the person all the time Mm. and what you had. Um, And then favorite lyric. What was your favorite lyric from this song? Um, I think I'd have to go with um, I've got scars even though they can't always be seen. Um, Mm -hmm. I think it just, it really... Uh, resonated with me and I think it's it's really beautiful but also like for your eyes only I think it's also a very beautiful like lyric within itself um mm-hmm. what about you I had if I could fly I'd be coming right back home to you I love the right back yeah and uh if I could fly I think just has so much potential um and then I also have I can feel your heart inside mm. of mine I think those are both really beautiful uh, and then rating it out of 10. I had a hard time with this one, uh, as as we always <laughs> Literally <do>. always. <laughs> I really wish I'd been writing down what I said for all of I know. Them, you know? We're going to have to go back some do- someday and, like, make we a graph. Will. Yeah. Uh, if any of our listeners wants to do that for us, feel free. Um, <laughs> I don't know. I gave it a 9.5, but I really have no idea. No number, like, set, set with me, stuck with me yeah. well. It, it was sort of, like, arbitrary. I don't know. What do you think? Um... Let me think. I think I'm going to give it a 9.25. <laughs> That's good. Well, I was also thinking 9. So 9.25 is like in between the two. Yeah. So that works. Mm-hmm. Um, and then thinking of it as a single or as a music video, um, do you think it would ever be a single? And what would you picture a music video if you could have it be one? Um, I can't see it being a single, but I would love to hear them perform it live. I feel like it, mm-hmm. it I feel like performing it live on some sort of like, um, more, not like one of those like showy production, like award shows, but like at some, um, more like music based, like award show where, I mean, I guess they kind of do the same thing where they just stand on stage and sing, but, um, Mm -hmm. I think that this would work because it just, I feel like it would, like, really showcase their voices really well, um, but I definitely couldn't see it as a single, um, and then in terms of a music video, I think, um, I don't know, I could see, like, sort of, like, for some reason, like, clouds are coming into my mind, I don't know, like, what Mm -hmm. they would do with clouds, (laughs) but, like, for some reason... (laughs) Clouds are the only thing in my mind right now. Um, so something with clouds. Um, <laughs> well, that's similar to what I thought. Oh, I had, really? I had birds for sure, yeah. rivers. Mm. <laughs> like, I guess it probably some clouds in there. Um, I don't know. I, I, it's always hard to think of music videos, especially for songs that like you don't want to mess up. Yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> I, I thought of maybe like people greeting like family members at airports or oh, like loved ones yeah. at airports um and i also thought it would be cool to actually have uh 
video of the strings orchestra playing and the pianist playing mm. uh, and like have that be a part of a video but really the live version is what i want most yeah um, all right, so that wraps up our discussion of If I Could Fly. I thought this was really good. I liked this. Um, do you have anything else to say to close this up? Um, not really, but I think I just like have a better appreciation for this, and now I like want to go listen to it, because I feel like I really don't give ballads enough love. Um, mm-hmm. Even like on Zane's album, I was like listening to like the slower songs. I'm like, what the heck, Kara? These are great. Like, I don't know why you skip over them because they're mm-hmm. they're incredible. So yeah, I definitely want to go like re-listen to this song a bunch of times now. Yeah, for sure. And go listen to all the other ballads too on One Direction's mm-hmm. albums. I want to listen to Half a Heart again. Yes, that's just such a good one. We need to do a lyrical analysis on that one. That one has so many like imagery things we could have fun. <laughs> yeah, with. ridiculous, but like I love it. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> we'll take them all literal. Yes. <laughs> um, all right, so it's been an hour and a half, but we will do one of these would you rathers that we got okay. because we always go over anyway. Um, which one? I kind of like the last one. Okay, yeah, it's, it's the really hard. Discussion yeah. One. yeah, that's true. <laughs> so, because like the last one, okay, let me just say them. So this comes from Liz, uh, who wrote to us on our email, which is talkdirection at gmail.com. Um, so feel free to write in that way. Um, but she gave us two, I mean, one that could be like combined into two different ones. I mean, separated into two different ones. Um, and it's, would you rather get to tattoo Harry, but it has to cover up your favorite of his existing tattoos, or would you rather have a new set of video diaries, but the old ones would disappear from the internet? I mean, I feel like, because these could be, these could each be, like, would you rather, like, would you be able to tattoo Harry but have to cover him up or not tattoo him? Or would you rather, like, have a new set of video diaries, um, but the old ones would disappear or, like, Mm -hmm. not get any new video diaries ever? Mm -hmm. So, I feel like we can answer, like, all three, sort of. Okay. Um, just, like, the first one that she had, where it's all one big one. Do you have... I mean, both choices are so sad. I know. <laughs> uh, what would you choose for I that? I was choosing the um, get a new set of video diaries, I think. Because if I tattooed Harry and it, like, ended up looking terrible... I mean, he has some questionable tattoos already. Like, he has, like, like Ed Sheeran's <laughs> tattooed him, I know. I think he's, like, tattooed himself at one point. Like, I don't know. Mm-hmm. Um, so I guess, like, that'd be a fun thing. But, like, I would just, like, feel, like, be freaking out the entire time. Um... Mm-hmm. So, I don't know. And, like, he has to live with that on his body. And, like, people would... Plus, it's, like, covering up your... Yeah! And, is. like, mine would... It would probably just be, like, a like a terribly drawn sunglasses emoji. Like, people would <laughs> hate me. Um, and I would hate myself. Like, you know, you just see him on, like, with pictures. And, like, he, the best tattoo of his is covered up and with my, like, crappy sunglasses tattoo emoji. Like, <laughs> you know what I mean? Um, so I think I'd rather have the new set of video diaries. But also I feel like they're more reserved now and they wouldn't be, like, as open as, like... And, like, you know, as crazy as I used to be. And, like, it's so cute seeing, like, their old selves. But also I'd love to mm-hmm. see some new, video like, video diaries. But, like, also I want them to be the ones taking it, not, like, an actual film crew, like, you know, like, having, like, Mm -hmm. these, like, professional cameras, like, I'd love to see them, like, vlogging or something, like, that'd be amazing, but, um, also I wouldn't want, like, the other diaries to go away, but, like, at the same time, like, I have those memories already, but, like, you know, sometimes you have to, like, go rewatch them. I don't know, it's a really hard one. What about you? What are you thinking? I know. 
I feel like I'd go the same with you. Mm-hmm. Wait, what's your favorite Harry tattoo, first of all? Um, what have I said in the past? I don't know. This was like first episode we talked about their favorite tattoo, our favorite tattoos. First or second episode we talked about that. I love the swallows, but I feel like I have like a yeah, new favorite, I... but I don't know what. I love also the little like um card with the skull because I think it's just like so well done on mm-hmm. the back of his arm. Um, I also loved... Mm-hmm. um. The things I can and things I can't, but um, those are covered up now, so, um, <laughs> yeah. yeah. I can't change. That one's covered up. Yep, that was a so, great one. Yeah. Screw you, Harry. <laughs> uh, I'd say my favorite now might be the butterfly mm. or moth. People oh, no. say different things. Yeah, I think <laughs> um, it is a moth, but I like to pretend it's not. <laughs> yeah, but I mean, when he posted it, he said butterfly, so. Yeah, it's true, it's true. Screw that. Um, but yeah, I think I would... I wouldn't want to tattoo Harry, especially if it was the butterfly, because that's freaking huge. Oh my god. Like, what would you cover it up with? I don't know what I'd with? cover it up. No, it had to be, like, a big dark circle or something. Oh, like, great. Like, just... very minimalistic, but, like, also weird. <laughs> and just, like, have a dark black hole on his chest, like. <laughs> yeah, it would be weird. Um, plus, like, it's his body, so he gets to do what he yeah. wants, and, you know, no one wants a big dark circle, like, stamped on their stomach. Yeah. Um, or if you do, that's your decision, mm. you know, you do you. Sure, sure. Um, but it would be really hard to give up the old video diaries, but like you said, like, I have those memories, and while I do like to go rewatch them, especially when I'm procrastinating, yeah. um, it would be really nice to get new ones. Yeah. Uh, don't think they would be to the same beautiful, like, extent that the old ones were in, but... I don't know. We could get them, like, in a really funny mood and make them be silly or something. Yeah. Like, even watching Harry and Niall in interviews, they have that, like, cheekiness mm-hmm. sometimes. That, like, from the good old days yeah. type of thing. Yeah. Um, and then, like, just sort of separating these out, or I guess, I guess the second one more, that would you, would you rather delete the old video diaries, um to get new ones or to never get new video diaries ever again? Um, I think I would delete the old ones just because, like, I feel like new content is great. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know. But then if, like... I, I do the same. Yeah. Though. I do the but same. But then also, like, is it my choice and then people would hate me for, like, deleting the, the <laughs> videos? You know what I mean? Like, I can't have that, like, yeah. target on my back, like... This is, I'm going to have to ask this on our Twitter because I think this is an interesting one. Because I know those videos are so loved by the fandom. Yeah. Um, Because those are what usually gets people into One Direction, watching all Mm -hmm. those. And we've all had that moment where we sit up like till three in the morning watching the video diaries Mm -hmm. and all the old videos. So it would be tough to see them go. Yep. But. All right, so let's close the episode with our recommendations. Mine this week is just sort of a, like, self-care recommendation. I feel like lots of people are going through stressful times. We have exams a lot of times coming up for people. Um, It's also the season, like, for sickness and allergies and all that type of stuff. So you might be feeling physically ill as well as not so great with your mental health. Um, and stressed, and school, and all that stuff, worrying about what you're going to do over the summer. So just, like, take care of yourself, take breaks when you need to, recognize that you can't do everything 
uh, and that's okay. It's okay to just be like, today I cannot do this. I need a moment for myself. Like, I don't know. I, I have those days where I'm just, no, this isn't, I'm not going to get stuff done. I just need to lay in bed and read or watch some Netflix for a couple of hours and then I'll come back and do what I need to do. Yeah, I'm planning to have um, one of those days on Friday, <laughs> so... Yeah, there you go. Yeah, schedule it in because that's important, yeah. and stress can make everyone go crazy. So, oh yeah, yeah, take care of yourself, people. Um, exactly. I wholeheartedly agree, and that's why my recommendation is sort of bouncing off yours, and take care of yourself by watching dog videos. <laughs> like that's literally my recommendation <laughs> because I was like I was searching far and wide but I feel like that's like what was calling to me and I feel like that's what like really truly makes me happy is like watching like mm-hmm. even like dog vines just like just dogs in their purest form. If you have a park around you go sit outside in the nice well if it's nice outside go sit and like just watch some dogs I was doing that yesterday with my friend and it was like a beautiful time there was this dog who was just like running around bounding around like just so happy and like his tail would not stop wagging for I swear to god like half an hour it didn't stop wagging once and I was like just like purest like form of like being that could possibly be and I just feel like I don't know whatever makes you happy just like make time to like do that um and just that's really important to take like you know, breaks and just, like, do really tiny things that make you happy. And also, like, like you know, um, another thing that I would recommend is, like, just, like, putting on some, like, old school tunes and, like, dancing. Because I feel like that's, like, such a good, mm-hmm. like, way to alleviate stress. Like, I was doing that and then I would, like, write a bit in my essay and then, like, put on, like, some songs and, like, dance around. I'm like, okay, Kara, like, back at it. But, like, like it was just, like, such a nice break because like, it was, like, short and, like, it just, I don't know, it was just great. So I would definitely recommend both doing both of those things. Yeah, the other day I actually shuffled all my music as I was studying mm. rather than, like, I usually put playlists on that have sort of, like, what I'm listening to now. Yeah. Um, but it was so weird to hear all my music shuffled because, like, the first song that came up was a song that the boys performed on X Factor. Oh, wow. uh, so, like, it just, you, and like listening to old music is sometimes just so nice to, like, get those feelings back. Because yeah. I think music can bring you back exactly to, like, the moment you were listening to it. Uh, mm. Which is nice sometimes. And then speaking of dogs and watching dog videos, my tweet of the week or more Instagram post of the week are the Instagram posts that Liam has put up of his dog on his Instagram. And um, they're just really cute. And he has, what type of dog is it, Kara? I have no idea. It's just a giant gray one. I don't know. Yeah, Is that a Great Dane? It might be. It might be actually. Yeah, or Doberman. Is the Doberman a big No, dog? that's, like, the one that, like, like police a lot of times have. Oh, well, I don't really know my dogs that well, to be honest. Um, but, yeah, they're just really cute, and, like, he was joking around about how well he had trained his own dog, which wasn't that well, seeing as the dog wasn't listening to him, <laughs> and it was just, it was just really cute. It was so really cute. So go check out those videos. It was listening to whoever was, um else in the video though because it was doing like what the other person was doing or like telling it to do so that was funny um and it also very relatable because my dog doesn't listen to me it listens she listens to everyone else in my family but like she is (laughs) definitely above me in the totem pole family so it's fine um I accept my role as peasant in the family um my tweet of the week is from Zane and it was a retweet or like 
uh, yeah, I guess a retweet, um, and he, um, commented current mood smiley face on, um, someone who, um, put a gif of him, like, doing that crinkly-eyed smile and saying, I love seeing him happy, hashtag we appreciate mind of mine, and, um, he, I don't know, I just think that was really cute that he was, like, current mood smiley face, I just, like, I just, oh, it was so cute, because, like, gif was just of him, like, in such a happy state that, like, I love that he's that happy and, like, Mind of Mine is doing well and he's just in a better, mm-hmm. like, happier mental state. I just, I love seeing people happy. So, you know, that just made me happy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's been super, like, appreciative on, on Twitter yeah. lately. Um, and actually, that makes me remember, there was something I wanted to say earlier when we were doing the song analysis, mm-hmm. that in the bridge, when, uh, in the bridge of the song, the lyrics, I can feel your heart inside of mine. I've been going out of my mind, just the mine and mind there. Um, and we also have the of, so it's mind of mine. Oh my gosh. I don't know. There's all- Illuminati. I was like, (laughs) I was like, Zane. Um, but anyway- uh, so our question of the week this week is, would you rather get new tour diaries and wipe the old ones off the internet forever or never get new tour diaries again? Um, so yeah, I'm going to put up a Twitter poll about yes. that. I'm not sure if I said that right, but, um, yeah. And then general feedback and suggestions for the show or anything you want us to talk about. We are always open for suggestions. Also, we'll be doing a mind of mine song analysis uh, in a couple weeks' time, probably. Um, so let us know what song you want us to do from that. I think there's a couple we've de- t- talked about that are lyrically really interesting. Truth, Luca's Aid. So maybe we'll choose one of those, but let us know what you think. Uh, thank you guys for listening to episode 43 of Talk Direction. Make sure to follow us on Twitter at talk underscore direction. Email us at talkdirection at gmail.com. Visit our website, talkdirection.tumblr.com, follow our Instagram, talkdirection, or follow us individually on Twitter. I'm Caitlin I.R. Foster, and that's C-A-I-T-L-I-N. And Kara, where can they find you? I'm Kara underscore pond, and Kara is with a C. And make sure also to head over to iTunes and rate and review us. Leave us a little comment about what you like about the show because that always makes us happy. And also subscribe because then you'll know as soon as a new episode comes out. Uh, We do weekly episodes on Thursdays, but also we do bonus episodes as well. And those sort of come out whenever we feel like it. Um, So it's good to be subscribed. And then also you can find us on SoundCloud as well if that is more your style. I'm Caitlin. And I'm Kara. Thank you so much for listening. We'll see you next time for episode 44. Bye. Bye.